It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Proudly sponsored by Princeton Tech, an American manufacturer since 1975. The company is still owned and ran by the family that started it. They make awesome headlamps and lights for all types of adventures. And for people who are doing dangerous jobs like firemen, police, and search and rescue teams. I got a headlamp for Christmas a few years ago and I love it. It is perfect for camping or night adventures. Check out their products for kids and adults. And you can even learn more about their manufacturing process at PrincetonTech.com. Hi friends, thank you so much for checking out my show today. We have a great guest named Kyra Condi. She is a professional rock climber and is super good at it. She talks with me today about her sport, what it's like to be a pro, and how she does not let physical challenges stop her from doing what she loves. At a young age, Kyra had scoliosis, which means her spine was curved. She had surgery to fix it, and even with the fused spine, has been able to follow her passion and be a professional rock climber. Hello. Hi. Hi, Milo. Welcome to the show, Kyra. Thanks. I'm excited to uh, talk to you guys. How did you get started with rock climbing? Uh, let's see. So when I was about 11, I'm 21 now, I went to a birthday party actually at the climbing gym and really liked it. And the workers at the gym were like really excited that I was kind of psyched about it. And so they kept showing me all these different climbs to climb. And then at the very end of the birthday party, they uh, told me that they had a team. And so then I joined the team at the end of this birthday party. And then I've uh, never really stopped since. That is awesome. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Have you always wanted to be a competitive rock climber? Uh, competitive rock climbing is actually something that kind of found me instead of like me finding it. Um, so, yeah, when I was 11, I started climbing at the gym. Uh, and just from joining this team, I found out that climbing like competitions existed. I didn't even know they existed before that. And um, so I started doing that, and I'm kind of a competitive person. So, you know, having this thing to – drive my love of climbing uh really helped me like get better at climbing and so i like i'd say yeah like i didn't always want to be a competitive rock climber but it just kind of happened and i love it that's neat thanks can can you tell us about your training routine yeah so when i train i basically climb i climb like six days a week um, and I usually do three days on and one day off. And basically every time I go into the gym, I try and do some sort of climbing specific workout. So like for climbing, you can do, um, things like campusing, which is when you climb without your feet, basically. Um, you can also like kind of just hang on really bad holds so that you 
um, make your fingers stronger. Uh, and so I like doing those types of things a lot. And so usually when I go in, I try and do one of those. And then I um, also just climb, like, because, you know, that's kind of the fun part about climbing is just doing the normal um, the normal routes up the wall. And so that's – I try and do that every time I go into the gym, too, so that I don't lose that fun aspect. And then um, basically I try and keep to a schedule like that. So Cool. You have scoliosis, right? Can you tell us about it? Yeah, so uh, about a year after I started climbing, I was having a bunch of back pain, and I wasn't sure what it was from, and I tried not to complain about it too much because I didn't want to complain about it, and I liked climbing, and I, you know, and so I finally, it was hurting so much that I decided to, like, go to see a doctor um, with my, help my parents, and they diagnosed it, me with scoliosis, and it was actually, like, a 53-degree curve when they took an x-ray, and... um they told me that I need surgery to fix a 53-degree curve, but I had a big competition coming up, and so I tried to – I postponed the surgery until after I did this big competition, and then I got the surgery after that. And so that was when I was 12. I think it was 2010. And, um, yeah, and so I've, I've basically climbed with my back, like, all fused together ever since. So I have vertebrae. Uh, T2 through T12 fused together, so like that whole part of my back is one bone now. Sounds scary. It was a little scary. It wasn't um, too bad because I, I think I was just young enough that I didn't really realize that it was, you know, it was kind of a could be bad, you know, but it, it worked out. So, what are some good exercises people can do if they want to stay climbing fit but don't have a rock gym close? Uh, so there's some things that you can do to get better at climbing without a gym. Uh, one of the things is uh, there's a thing called a hangboard, which uh, I was talking about, like, you know, the exercises I do where you hang on really bad holds. And that you can buy for, you know, not too much money. And you can hang it up really anywhere. And you can just hang on it. And so that's a really good way to work on grip strength and um, diff- different types of holds and getting better at those. And so that's a really good way to stay fit when you can't go to the gym. But you can also do a lot of um, – you know, just general athleticism, you can you can run, you can do, like, weightlifting, but weightlifting probably isn't as ap- applicable. Um, but, like, a lot of core exercises is really good for climbing, and then um, let's say the figure strength is the biggest thing. So uh, having a hangboard is really, really key. That's neat. How often do you compete? Competitions have actually been increasing in um, their popularity since I started climbing. And so I've actually had maybe like one or two a month at all this entire fall, which is a lot because I end up – I have to fly almost all weekends then to get to these competitions because they're all over the U.S. So like even just this month, I was in New York, and then I was in um, Austin, Texas, and then I went to Albuquerque like last month uh, in New Mexico. I've gone to San Diego for some competitions this year. Like So, yeah, it's all over the place, and they're pretty often now. That is awesome. What do the competitions look like? So the type of competitions that I do the most of are bouldering competitions. And when you boulder, you actually don't use a rope when you climb. You just climb and, like, fall to the ground, but you have, like, a soft padded ground so that it's not um, it's, it's not bad to fall. And you only go up maybe, like, you know, 15 feet tops. Um, and what the competition looks like is you first do a qualifying round, which is kind of just a normal climbing day and you just try and do the hardest ones that you can do so they have a bunch of different climbs set and then you try all of these climbs and you try and and then you get scored for like the top points that you get 
And then in the final round, usually they cut down the, the people who are there so that not everybody um, makes it onto the finals. So usually eight or six people make it onto a final round. And then they have four climbs set for us. And you're not allowed to watch anybody else uh, climb. So if my friend is going before me, I don't get to see how they do the climb. I have to figure out how to do it myself. And so then I see the climb for the first time, and I get five minutes to climb it. And then if I don't do it in that five minutes, then I sit back down and then wait and then do my next climb and uh, during the next five minutes. So um, then you do that four times, and you get scored basically on how far you get on those climbs. Cool. Have you had any close calls or been in any tricky situations while climbing? I am kind of a scaredy cat when it comes to like some sorts of climbing. You know, some people are pretty pretty bold and can do some kind of scary things, but I don't really like to do that, especially with my back surgery. It makes me pretty nervous. So I've done some, some boulders outside that are pretty tall, but nothing very um, risky or scary. So like the tallest boulder I've done was maybe 40 feet tall, but um, it was really, really easy. And so it, there was no real chance of falling at any point, but it was, that one was a little bit intimidating, but um some people do some some much much scarier things than I do, so not really, no. I saw I saw some um some videos of some scary faults from some rock climbers. Yeah, it definitely happens, especially um when people like climb like the big walls, like the things in like Yosemite. If you've ever seen those, um, that's when people yeah. usually tend to get hurt. Yeah. Can you tell us about your most recent competition? Yeah, so I actually just came back from Austin, Texas um, this weekend, and it was part of a series of competitions uh, that are for our um, national championships. So our national championships is in February, and then they had a series of four national cups leading up to these. And so this one was one of those. This was the third stop, and so it was in Austin. It was called the Violet Crown. And it was actually, like, there's a lot of people there, a lot of really good climbers. And um, they, we had maybe, like, 10 to 12 really strong uh, female climbers trying to qualify. Um, And then they cut it down to eight so that only eight people make it onto the finals. And I was in second going into the finals from the qualifiers, and then I ended up third in the final. So I was really happy with it, though. Wow. Thanks. How has social media changed how people have interacted with your sport? I think Instagram has been a really influential thing for climbing because climbing photos are so cool and they're something that um, even just like non-rock climbers can like appreciate. And I think that's helped grow the sport uh, a fair amount. Like, you know, there's a lot of people who have, um, you know, over 100,000 followers on, on Instagram and that can, and that's like something you can physically show to like, you know, maybe a potential sponsor, you know, somebody who wants to, um, you know, help you go to these competitions, you can be like, look, I have like 10,000 people see this photo of me. So like, I'm not advertising your stuff like this. And I think that's a big way how social media has changed um, how people interact with climbing. Cool. What is your favorite part about being a professional rock climber? I think the best part is that it's so much fun. I, um, I love climbing and like, you know, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. And so being a professional, um, doing like, you know, what I love is, is definitely the best part about it. Um, 
and it's never any less fun because climbing every time you do it is different. Like you're never doing the same exact thing over and over again. It's not like, you know, like running or something where you're, you're always trying to like, you know, go a little bit faster around a loop or something. It's like the holds you grab are different. The moves are different. Um, the places you go is different. Like every gym is different. So I, I really like how it's constantly changing and I get to, you know, take part in all that being a professional climber. That's neat. What advice would you give to kids my age who want to start rock climbing? Hmm, let's see. So I think the best thing is to just, you know, go out and do it. It's like, it's a really, really great sport. What's so amazing about it is that the um, the people who do it are always really, um, really friendly. And so the competitions, you would kind of think it'd be like, you know, people would be really, um, not not mean, but like really competitive and, you know, not like each other or something, but everyone actually is like super friendly and really supportive. So somebody who's competing against somebody else is actually always cheering for their like fellow competitors, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is to just go and do it because um, it's fairly, you know, addicting. <laughs> I haven't stopped since I was 11 now. So, um, and it's way easier to start when you're a kid because you can get good really fast. Cool. I've gone to a gym and they had a indoor rock wall that I went on. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's super fun, right? Yeah. Some of their highest walls were a little hard, but I could make it to the top of one of their highest walls. That's sweet. Yeah, so what I do now is, like, shorter walls, but with, like, harder moves. So it's, like, not even as tall as ones as you would think, but, like, then it's, like, just a lot harder to get to the top of it. Cool. What is your favorite book from your childhood? My favorite book? I love Harry Potter. I still love Harry Potter. So the entire series, actually, I love it all. That would probably be my favorite book from that I can think of from my childhood. If we're going, like, even further back, oh, man, what's his name? The one with the bull who likes the flowers. I really like that. Like, it's a picture book. That's a great one. I can't think of the name of it right now, though. Ferdinand, yes, that one. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, I'm glad to help. Thanks for asking such awesome questions. <laughs> Isn't Kyra cool? What an interesting interview. Check out Kyra's Instagram to see some of her awesome climbing photos. A special thanks to Michael Alvarado from Asana Climbing for introducing us to Kyra. Thanks for listening, friends. Be sure to subscribe and check out my other interviews. We have more great interviews coming your way soon. We'll see you next time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.